everyone, this is Christina Savani, and this is Saved Save the Podcast. It's my birthday. Yes, it is my birthday. Well, actually, by the time this episode gets released, my birthday will have been over, but I'm still counting this as my birthday episode. So it's my birthday episode, guys. And why am I counting it as my birthday episode? Well, because I celebrate my birthday starting about three weeks before my actual birthday up until about two weeks or a week or so after. Yep, normally I am celebrating for at least a month because that's how important my birthday is to me. So I'm still very much in birthday mode, guys. And because this is my birthday episode, I want to talk about something really special to me. I want to talk about my friends. Actually, we're talking about all things friendship in general in this episode. But I can't talk about friendship without mentioning those people who have made some of my best memories with. Most people are who are really close to me, family, and especially my friends, know that by now and forevermore, I make a huge deal of my birthday. I'm talking parties, trips, outfits, photo shoots, cake, making t-shirts, you name it, and I've probably celebrated that way in one of the 20-something years that I've been on this earth. I take my birthday super, super serious. Like, it's my day. It's the one day that I feel I have the right to be selfish and devoted to true self-care by doing the things that make me happy, nothing more, nothing less. And my people, my friends, they know this and are willing to add to the shenanigans with over-the-top gifts wearing those birthday squad t-shirts, and traveling hundreds of miles to share my day with me, and overall just celebrating with me, and I would not have it any other way. So I'm dedicating this episode to friendship, because it's not the fact that they spoil me and make me appreciate them. Because honestly, I wouldn't care if they didn't buy me a thing anytime, any year. Side note, um, I know for a fact there are going to be a few of my friends listening that will try to use what I just said uh, for future reference when my birthday rolls around next year or when Christmas rolls around this year to not buy me a gift. Cough, cough. I'm looking at you, Courtney, without the you. But seriously, the thing that makes me appreciate them every year isn't the gifts on my birthday. The thing that makes me appreciate them every year is the same thing that makes me appreciate them every other day of the year. It's that effort and consistency we all put into being in each other's lives. Y'all, it is the effort for me, hence the title. And that effort, y'all, over the past five years, it has been a lot of it put in with all parties involved. A lot of that has been because up until about two years ago, I didn't live within a thousand miles of my three best friends. And now I'm still separated 
from one of them by almost 300 miles, soon to be over a thousand miles in a couple of months, and the other by at least 700. I'm not really sure um, exactly how many because I'm not good at math and my friends will attest to that. But the point I'm making is I'm still far away from them. And even the one that I live 20 minutes from right now, I still haven't physically seen in months because of the pandemic that's going on. Yet and still, over the years, We've hopped on planes, we've driven those hundreds of miles, we've taken time off of work, we've taken leave from the military for those that are in service, we've had long, hours-long phone calls or FaceTime sessions or Zoom sessions, and everything else in between. We have worked on and for our friendships on a consistent basis because they matter to us. One thing in particular that me and what I call the friend group do every year, and this is me and a group of my friends that I've been friends with the longest. I'm talking, we have decades in this thing. And one thing that we have been committed to, or shall I say that I've made sure that we're all committed to for at least the past four years is what we call friend night or sometimes friend day. But basically, we take at least one day out of the year where all of us are in the exact same city and we spend time together. I don't care if we live in different states, in different cities, we have different types of jobs, we have families, we take that one day out of every single year. And it might not be the full day, it might only be a few hours, but we take that time and we spend it with each other, catching up, cracking jokes, talking about everything from the time when we were literally not even old enough to drive to how our life has changed now. And we make sure that we're there. And that is one of my favorite times of year is because I know that we don't have to, but because we love each other, we are there. And it's so great to catch up. And it's so great to just spend that time together and putting in that effort to each other because our friendship matters to us. And it's moments like that, moments like our annual friend night, where we're at the end, we make sure that we take a picture to remember and that we can look back on a year from now, two years from now, 10 years from now, and see how much we've changed, but how much our friendship stays the same. It's moments like that why I want to dedicate an entire episode to friendship. Because friendship should matter to all of us. Because it's one of the major foundations of the Christian faith. And I'm not saying that just to say it. Like, y'all don't believe me? Check this out. John 15 and 13 states, There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friend. Y'all, it's biblical. The greatest love that you could possibly have is to lay down your life for a friend. Not your husband, not your spouse, not 
your children, not your parents, not your cousin, not your uncle, not your aunt, not your coworker, your friend, guys. The greatest love is to lay down one's life for your friend. And it makes you understand that Jesus isn't just our Lord and Savior. He's also our friend. Because he is the prime example of laying down your life for your friend. Because he didn't have to do that. He didn't have to suffer on the cross. But because he loved us, because he was our friend, he did it. And he did it without us even deserving it. Without us even asking for it. Because Jesus is our friend. If we let him be our friend, that's why, honestly, I can never understand when a person states with all confidence in the air, I don't need friends, or I don't even like people, or I'm fine just by myself, me, myself, and I. Like, that's all fine and dandy, and I can understand the emotion behind it, that It comes from someone who has probably been hurt by people that they thought were their friends or have been cast aside in favor of other people by their friends or even feeling like they are always the one to put in the effort that their counterparts, their so-called friends, um, couldn't put in or wouldn't put in when it came to maintaining the friendship, I like I see a lot of memes like stop calling them and see who actually shows up or I bet if I didn't put in this type of effort or that type of effort, I probably wouldn't have any friends. And it breaks my heart because I know those situations happen. I know that you can be in that situation where The person that you loved and trusted that you called your best friend breaks your heart. Or that you realize that once you stop calling, the phone never rang. I know that it happens and I know that it hurts. I've been on the giving and the receiving end of all of those things in my life. And the giving end once you realize that you've been that crappy friend, hurts just as bad as the receiving end of being a or being the person who had a crappy friend. And I understand all of the emotion that comes as a result of those things happening are also real. But even through all the pain, I would never declare that I don't need people, especially that I don't need friends. Because my real friends, my real friends are the ones that got me through the pain and through the hurt when I had those so-called friends stab me in the back or not put in the effort that it took to maintain a friendship. And those same real friends are also the ones that have slapped me across the face and told me when I was wrong, giving me that huge dose of reality when I was the one causing the pain, when I was the one being the crappy friend in the relationship. 
they are the ones that are there. They are the ones that are putting in effort. My real friends are the one who have seen my good, my bad, my ugly, and my outright unlikable moments. And still think enough of me to go all out during my birthday celebrations to shower me with love and with effort. My real friends are my God friends. I'm talking those people that are just there no matter what. And are able to have those tough, those deep, those vulnerable conversations with. My friends are the type of people where things can be hitting the fan and our lives can be crumbling, but because we're friends, because we have that connection with each other, we're able to get through it together. The Bible even states in Proverbs 27 and 17, as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. So basically, what it's saying is those real friendships, those God-ordained friendships that you have in your life, they're going to make you better. They're going to make you a better person. They're going to push you to your limits. They're going to sharpen you and make you a better version of you. Just like Jesus being our friend died on the cross, To give us a second chance at life. To give us a second chance at a better version of ourselves that we would not have had without him. Our God-ordained human friendships are able to give us chances that we might not have had had we not had those friends by our side. Had we not had that friend to tell us to take that job when we were fearful. Or had that friend who told you everything was going to be okay, not because they could see the future, not because they knew for a fact that you were going to get through it, but because they were going to stay by your side while you worked through it. To have that friend that you can have tough conversations with and it doesn't ruin the friendship. To have that friend to stand up and tell you when you aren't being a great friend and you're able to receive it, and change your ways to be a better friend to not only that person, but to another person as well. Y'all, friendship is everything. And it's all throughout the Bible. We see some of the greatest love shown in the Bible was not between man and woman. It was between friends. Look at David and Jonathan. It said that Their souls were knit together. That's how close their friendship was. Jonathan, the son of Saul, the son of the king, who was next in line to the throne, loved David enough to not only betray his father, but accept that David had been anointed king by God and step aside so that the rightful king could take his place. Y'all, that's friendship. Friendship is when you have a job opportunity presented in front of you, but you know that your friend could do it better. And instead of accepting it, 
you give that to your friend. I feel like that's what it means to lay down your life. Yes, in the sense of Jesus died on the cross for us, but to lay down our human side, to die to our flesh, to say that my friend means more to me in this moment than what I could gain from this opportunity. My friend means more to me than anything that could separate our friendship. That's what I think the Bible was trying to get us to understand in John 15 and 13. Like dying to your flesh daily isn't just submitting to God's will, but it's loving your neighbor. It's loving your friends. It's doing those things in a selfless manner for other people. It's the effort. And you can't have friendship without effort. And I feel like a lot of people who have that mentality of I don't need friends are probably burnt out, have probably put in the effort and haven't gotten anything in return, have probably put in the effort and gotten hurt, and they just don't see that effort can be reciprocated. But as Christians, we should know, like Genesis, first book of the Bible says that it's not good to be for man to be alone. And I strongly don't believe that it was just talking about marriage. Like it was talking about the fact that man, humans, you and me, everyone listening to this podcast right now, we're not good by ourselves. We're better together. Whether that be romantically or platonically, we are better as units. And One of those units is friendship. It just works better. Like it, you, I am a better person because of my friends. I am a better person because of the relationships that we have. And they've taught me how to be a better friend. They've taught me about that effort about that consistency, about that commitment. They've taught me about what it means to just send a simple text of, I miss you, or I hope you're doing well. They've taught me the effort of just calling and listening. They've taught me the effort of just sitting there and letting you cry it all out without a word being spoken. They've taught me the effort of some more simplistic things like I provide the movie, you provide the popcorn. They've taught me what that effort really means because not only do they show it, but they make it easy for me to show it in return. They make it easy for me to love friendship. They make it easy for me to be me. Something I always tell a lot of my friends is you are the sum of the five people that you spend the most time with. So think about that when you think about your friendships. Think about that when you think about the people you surround yourself with. Think about that when you say that you don't need people. The people around you make up who you are. So if there's no one around you, all you have is yourself. 
all you have is you to tell you if you're doing right or wrong, to keep you on the right track, to cry to, to vent to, to love, to share life with, to do life with. All you have is yourself. And I'm sorry, I don't know about you guys, but as much as I love my alone time and as much as I love me, I can't imagine if I'm the only voice I hear. I can't imagine if I'm the only person besides God putting input into my life. Y'all, I would mess some stuff up. (laughs) Like, I would be making some bad decisions. I wouldn't have any confirmation. I would be a hot mess. Because sometimes, after I'm done praying, like, I still need that godly counsel. I still need that godly counsel to confirm or deny some of those emotions that I have. I need that godly counsel to intercede when I can't pray. I need that godly counsel to remind me of who I am and why I do the things that I do, to remind me of my purpose when life gets hard, and to help me through those hard times. I need my friends. And I'm so thankful every day that God placed them in my life. One example is one of my best friends. And our relationship is very unconventional on paper. But whenever someone asks, would I ever go back and change anything about my life? I'll start thinking about things from high school or things from college that I would have done differently. But then I think about her, someone that I met right after I graduated college, someone who had I not dated a certain person or moved to a certain city or been in a certain situation at a particular time in my life had I would not have met. So if I didn't go to the school I went to, If I didn't start hanging out with some people that broke my heart, if I didn't date some people that broke my heart, if I didn't recklessly move to a new town, I would not have her in my life. And so when I'm asked if I would change anything, I always think of her and our friendship. And my answer is always no, because her friendship means that much to me. And that's not to downplay any of my other friendships because I'm not getting rid of any of my friends. Some of my friends even joke and say that sometimes I'm a little too friendly. But y'all, when God places somebody in my life, especially for where I am right now, I'm holding tight. And I'm not letting go because I know that true friends God-ordained friends are few and far between. And I don't ever want to get to a place where I'm shouting that I don't need friends or that I don't need people or that I don't like people. Because I've seen how great of a person that I have become because of my friends. I've seen how great of a person I've become because I let Jesus be my friend. I've seen how friendship can change the atmosphere not only in your church but in your jobs in your everyday living friendship is important 
especially when both parties are putting in the work to be friends. I could go on and on about the things, the amazing things that my friends have done for me that they did not have to do. And I can show you the elaborate things that I've done for them in return. But what I'm saying today is that effort matters. And you putting in that effort matters just as much as you receiving it. And when it's a mutual thing, when that effort is given and receiving, you feel it. And you shout from the rooftops of how much you love your friends. You tell everyone how important those friendships are to you and how you never want to lose them because of the effort, because of the consistency, because you know that they genuinely care about you. That's what friendship is. That genuine, without a doubt, caring, that putting in that effort, even when it's hard, even when you don't know if you're going to get it back, even when... You might be upset with that person, but you know that that person is supposed to be in your life. You're putting in that effort. Jesus put in that effort for us and didn't know if we were going to give it back. He laid down his life for us because we're his friends. And the least that we could do is spend some time with him. The least we can do is cultivate that relationship. And I promise you, cultivating your friendship with Jesus is going to cultivate a friendship with all the other God-ordained people that God has for your life. So be a friend of Jesus. Be a friend to yourself. I could go on a whole nother podcast topic about that. But be a friend of Jesus. Be a friend to yourself. And be a friend to others. Because friendship matters. And the effort that you put into those friendships matter. And I promise you, true friendships and true genuine effort is going to receive a reward. Because friendship matters. And it's the effort for me. And that's it, y'all. Like, it's that simple. So put in that effort. And while you're putting in that effort, be a friend to me. And like, subscribe review on apple Podcasts. follow your girl on instagram at save save podcast and just show that love let's be friends join the save save crew so we can all shout oh you save saved when we see each other in public we are talking real friendship real life real love and as always this has been your girl christina sabani and this is saved, saved, period. Love you guys. Until next time.